Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning. Morning to you, too. Thank you, thank you. The fellows are back from a long weekend. And what happened since they were away? Tongue planted firmly in cheek as you look out over New York City. Key loves that shot on ESPN Oh, yeah, that's a great shot. Sun coming up, the yellow hue. If you're watching us on ESPN News, listening on ESPN Radio. Jay, of course, loves the NBA. And, fellas, like I said, I'm just kind of joking, but the last time you were here, plenty has happened, including Mm -hmm. the team with the best record in the NBA won a playoff game and the world was shocked. I don't know the last time that actually (laughs) happened. We've been talking about Anthony Davis playing better and better. He goes for 34-10 and in the last game. But but LeBron almost has a triple-double key. Nobody's talking about AD. Oh, that's great, man. But that's (laughs) not the most important thing. What's the most important thing? What the hell did you do this weekend? Like, what, what, what did you do? I worked. Not on the weekend. You didn't work on the weekend. I was here yesterday. No, yesterday, yesterday. yeah. But I mean, there was Saturday. There was Friday evening. There was Saturday. There was Sunday. Zuby, I mean, there's some days know, in there. You know, some of us did some things. You know, this is the most intriguing question of the whole show, right? Why, why Both is Key and I always, because I know what Key does for the most part. Key knows what I do. Hamptons. We, we, I, well. I don't know what you do on weekends, Zubin. What do you I'm, do? Constantly preparing for the program to put you guys in the best position to succeed. Oh, gosh. Oh, my. Zubin, really? Yeah, well, we watched some games, obviously. We had some fun looking at, you know, whether it was the Lakers winning, whether it was Giannis being hurt, whether it was Westbrook, awful shooting, mm. uh, whether it was uh, last night's game and the Clippers. I mean, we, we did some stuff now. Can I yeah. also mention, by the way, and this is especially for you, but Jay and I, too, and most of our listeners who love football, it's football week, Chiefs-Texans Thursday. I know you've been digging into a ton of stuff. We're going to talk NFL all morning long, but I want to start with the arch rival, if there is such a thing, to your Lakers, hey, which Key, would be you know he, he's all about work. <laughs> no, I, it's <laughs> he's fine, all about work just, right now. You know we gonna we get try, there. I just want to you know wanted to dive into his weekend, but clearly he doesn't want to share that with us. So <laughs> therefore, cool, we're going to move on to our arch rival. <laughs> did you did you purchase any more sweaters this weekend? Any more getting ready for the fall? Oh no. <laughs> I mean, I have depth at the sweater position. I'm not really worried about You're any good. of that. Okay. I'm right. there. I'm right. totally there. I didn't know any new color sets. Never mind. All right. No, that's well, a new we, color. We are post-Labor Day, so I probably do have to think yeah, about think accessorizing about a little bit autumn, differently. Autumn, fall. You love the NBA. You love what the Clippers <laughs> did. If you saw Kawhi's block last night, you certainly love that. His block on Jamal Murray provided us the MVP moment of the week. MVP moment of the week brought to you by Sport Clips. A new season at Sport Clips haircuts. All stylists are clean certified and guys smart. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it was a one finger block. Yeah. Just another great moment for Kawhi Leonard and the Clips are up 2-1 perhaps with Keys Lakers waiting. Well, look, Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers gave his middle finger to the world. <laughs> He gave his middle finger to the world. Seriously, it, it was it was a big time block on Jamal Murray. But most importantly, right, like you know that in order for Denver to win games down the stretch, that Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic have to be great. Jokic looked like an MVP candidate last night with the way he played. But they also were trapping Jamal Murray every single time off ball screens. He had a subpar game. And think about this, Key. The Clippers had eight players that scored in the fourth quarter. Their depth overall, the volume of players that they have defensively to throw at Jamal Murray, who looked tired, who looked gassed and winded, ultimately took. I mean, it came to fruition on a team that didn't have the firepower to stay with the Clippers. I would think when you're this young and you face somewhat, I don't, I don't want to say adversity, but this playoff stretch is new to you, and they're much like Jay Will saying they're trapping you, they're throwing different things at you that you probably hadn't seen in the past certainly will have your, your your brain scrambled a little bit trying to figure out 
how to do things. And in terms of Kawhi, I mean, what did you expect? I mean, here's a guy who by far is probably playing the best in the bubble at this juncture of the playoffs. I mean, there's no better player right now. I mean, you look, maybe LeBron, maybe AD at a stretch, but Kawhi on both ends of the floor is getting it done. And it's just, he's playing for the Clippers. He doesn't say much. It was so funny because he was sitting at the, the damn free throw line last night, right? And he wasn't saying nothing to his teammates. You know how usually you at the free throw line. Make the you free dribble, throw. You dribble, you free throw, you make it. They everybody come up, give you a little low yeah. five, yeah. And, or you say something about what. Nope. This dude wasn't saying. I was like, okay, does he ever say anything at all to anybody? Do they communicate? I swear I never see him communicate, even on the floor. Switch, help, backside, weak side, help. I don't see him say nothing, but he continuously goes out there. He gets it done night in and night out. Who else He's is better? Who else is better to block that shot at the end of the game other than Kawhi? No, by the way, that's why his nickname is the Claw, right? Defensively, he locks you up. And by the way, when they they gave him the nickname the Claw, just for fans out there who don't know this, have you ever seen Kawhi Leonard's hands? Mm. Right, like Amari uh, Cooper is one well, of those. You can look that, at you can look at his arms, uh, let alone nah, not even his, key. his arms you. are so long. When you get to his hands, you, it's like you twice the size of mine. You can't get to a you, you can't get a feel for it, even if you look at his arms on TV. It's like Amari Cooper came to Mike and Mike back in the day one time before he got drafted. I remember he, he shook my hand. I was like, hold on a second, let me see your hands. And uh, Amari Cooper's hands might be the only pe- person's hands I've ever seen c- compete with Kawhi. Wow. Let me give you something for a regular person's hands, yeah. Zubin. I w- I'm curious because Key, you don't do you have big hands, Key? Kind of. I'm all right. Well, you all right? You, yeah, I'm straight. Decent size yeah, hands, I'm good. right? Average man's hands, <laughs> 7.6 inches long, 3.0 inches wide. Okay. okay, 3.5 inches wide. Kawhi Leonard's hands, 9.75 inches long, 11.25 inches wide. Are you kidding me? But I could tell how he controls the basketball that he has big hands. I could, I could, you know, when he, when he, you could tell just based on how he's controlling the ball that his hands is really large, much like MJ's, like Jordan hands. Jordan got them long, just super long fingers, so you could tell when a guy has really large hands on a basketball. It's the size of Shaq's hands. I mean, but that's Kawhi, right? Shaq is what, 7'1"? That puts it into perspective. That puts it into perspective That really does, actually. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests will join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including Tim Legler, who will be here to talk NBA and Kawhi at 7.15 a.m., Eastern boardman gets paid key 23, 14 board, six assists. And how about Jay Paul George after the tough start in the bubble, talking about the anxiety, the depression, 32, five triples. And the Clippers are halfway home to their first perhaps Western conference finals birth in the 50 year history of the franchise. Oh, They're going to get there. And look, PG, this the 15th game that this team has played at full capacity. Everybody healthy. It's only the 15th hmm, game that's it. that this team has played fully healthy, right? So Patrick Beverly, yes, he's averaging two points He gets on my nerves. And he does get, you know, he talked about Nikola Jokic and, and flopping. But no, that, but that, when I say get on my nerves, flailing it's, was that, the word it's, he it's, used. It's, not, it's not that I don't like to watch him play. He just gets on my nerves. He's a little gnat. Like, that, that's what he you. does. Get out of here. That's what like, he does. He just, it, like, I can only imagine playing against him. I've been done punched that dude, man. He he missed a three yesterday. He misses a three. He goes back on the defensive end, pick, picks the pocket, goes up and scores on the cup. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going, this dude just get on my damn nerves. Well, that's the point. Think Patrick Beverly gets on your nerves. 
Marcus Morris gets on your nerves. We saw get, what happened yep, between him get and Luka. Get on Luka, my nerves. Right? Montrez Harrell plays hard all the time and plays with relentless energy. That Another can get dude, on your nerves. get on my nerves. And so they have these players, right? You put them in conjunction with Paul George, who can score. He was cooking last night. Kawhi Leonard, who closes down the fourth in the stretch. And then Will, a guy who can score from anywhere on the floor. That's what makes the Clippers so special. Harrell, your sixth man of the year. Kawhi going for three titles with three teams and three MVPs. That's never been done in the history of the league. Still to come, speaking of MVP, Giannis short-term, we know the deal. Will he go, will he not? Long-term for the money, will he stay, will he go? Why a recent NBA injury that everyone knows about could be the telltale sign to decide whether that's the case. That's on the way. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. And we are brought to you by Redbox. That is correct. Now at Redbox Stream, the theatrical home release of Bill and Ted Face the Music starring Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. They were the old guys in the first movie back in 89. Get premium access. Visit redbox.com for all the ways to watch. Let's start with DJ winning the FedEx Cup with his victory at the season-ending tour championship. Took home a cool ho-hum $15 million. He's won two or three now. Yeah, held off Justin Thomas and Xander Shoffley at Eastlake in Atlanta on Monday, a far cry from 13 years ago when he was going to try to get his PGA Tour card and making $25,000 for the entire year. In the understatement of the century, quote, I am playing probably some of the best golf I've ever played. I think that's fair enough. Right as we approach the U.S. Open, the timing is great. Yep, that'll be here in the state Way to of go New into York. your golf voice. Thank you. Yes, you have to whisper, Jim Nance. Thank you. Hello, friends. College football, BYU all over Navy, 55-3 last night on ESPN. More college football Thursday, UAB in Miami on the ACC Network at 8 Eastern. We got a bunch of ACC and Big 12 teams that'll play on Saturday. Finally really feels like college football is back with the Power 5 rolling. Speaking of, one of the best players in the Power 5, Oregon superstar Penny Sewell, offensive line stud, opting out of the season 
He's preparing for the draft. No surprise here because Oregon's in the Pac-12, and clearly they're not playing, Keith. So much over – you can forget about Penny for a while because he's getting ready to get some dollars. There's no doubt about that. He'll be upgrading currency for sure. Larry Scott said maybe the Pac-12 could go as early as January. They're getting some really good news on that rapid COVID testing. If you're wondering how good this guy is, the only guy Armel Kuyper Jr. has above Penny Sewell in the 2021 NFL draft is Clemson's Trevor Lawrence. Milwaukee Bucks will lead some magic and they'll lead that man to lead them. Ready to go and we'll be in the starting lineup. If there's a team that can beat the team 4-0, it can be us. Layup won't go, but a foul. His ankle, he's grabbing. He went down, you know, all our hearts just, you know, they stopped. He will not return the emotions as he walked back to the locker room. He's the best player on our team, but at the same time, next man up. Middleton for three. Bang! Mama, there goes that man. We know he was laying down on the line out there for us, and we have to have his back tonight. What a performance without Giannis Antetokounmpo. So just in case you're wondering, the last team... To go back from 3-0 down to win? Well, we're actually still waiting for that team key. 0-139 in the history of the NBA when you go down 3-0 in a best of seven. But ironically, as we mentioned, Giannis goes down with a right ankle injury. And that's the game Milwaukee wins. Jimmy Butler said they took their foot off the gas. Heat win tonight. They're back in the conference finals for the first time since 2014 when you-know-who Jay was leading the way. After that, Lakers, Rockets, Key will be locked in to that. Big question, for Giannis, of course, right ankle injury, thinking about his long-term, thinking about his short-term, and you're thinking about Kevin Durant in all of this. Well, no, I'm not thinking about Kevin Durant. I'm just, you know, you, you have to put these things into perspective if, you, if you're Giannis. I first off think Giannis is going to try to play. Knowing who Giannis is, watching the way he competes, he was considered to be probable for a game, the, the last game, and he decided to play. Um, Giannis wants to be on the court with his teammates. He is that kind of guy, character-wise. The ultimate question, though, you get into this is, you know, it, depending upon how bad the ankle sprain is, what responsibility do, does the Bucks organization have if they deem he does not, he can't play to not let him play, right? You have things that you think about past situations. You have Grant Hill, you know, had that really bad an, uh, ankle in, injury. Never the same. He got misdiagnosed, okay, by the team. I'm not saying that's the case here. Uh, you have misdiagnosed Kevin Durant. Yep. I was there at that game in Toronto where he had that injury, that there was a, a calf strain that turned into ter- a torn Achilles, uh, which was a, a huge setback for KD, obviously missing the whole year last year. So at what juncture, Key, if you're the Milwaukee Bucks organization with all these big-time decisions that are looming, coming up for Giannis the last year on his deal, does he want to stay there? Will he get the Supermax there? What responsibility do you have if you need to protect Giannis from himself ultimately if this ankle is too bad to play on, considering he's injured it the last two games he's played in. Well, here's what I would say. Superstar players, if they can go, they're going to go in every sport. They don't want to let their teammates down. Uh, you look at the Kevin Durant situation a year ago. It was one thing, but he got on the court. It became something different. Um, in this situation with Giannis, he's a guy, and I don't know him personally, just from afar, watching him on television, how he conducts himself in games, things of that nature – it, it just seems like to me if he's able to go and he feels good regardless to where they're at in terms of elimination, he's going to go. You know, Jay asked me the question about protecting the organization, protecting him from himself. Uh, number one, it's the medical staff. 
Okay, the medical staff, the, the, the physical therapy trainers that are there, the team doctors, you don't necessarily, when you're a Giannis in this situation, you need to be able to get a second and a third and a fifth and a ninth and a twelfth opinion. You stakes need to, are too high. Right? It, it, the stakes are too high. Now, I don't know if they can, you do, can that do that in the bubble. In the bubble. I don't know if that, and I'm sure he probably can. I'm sure there's other doctors within the bubble, whether it's other team doctors or something that's hanging around. Um, to be able to to get that done, it's going to be tough, considering that the situation that they're in, in one game from elimination. But it's also going to be tough because you want to be there for your teammates, and then it's also going to be tough because you are protecting your interest long term as a player, right? You you don't want to two hundred and fifty million dollar interest, and and so I think if something was to happen, let's say he goes out there and he twisted even worse or tear ligament here there sure he's still gonna get his money no doubt because he's that good he's two-time you know two-time mvp type all these numbers and big you know there's not a lot of guys running around walking through mcdonald's parking lots that look like Giannis and plays like 25 years old i I, I feel Giannis is going to play but i'm really scared think about how Giannis plays when you see Giannis drive Giannis will euro step you from the free throw line right Think, just hear me out. When you Eurostep somebody, we see Giannis do this all the time. He can step through traffic. Think about how many times you're planting your feet down in the midst of traffic. It increases the opportunity for you to roll your ankle again, especially when you play at the speed Giannis plays at. And he's constantly doing that because he doesn't have the ability to knock down a jump shot. Something else I will say, why do you think Giannis has been shooting so many jump shots? He's been shooting jump shots because he hasn't been able to go off that ankle. That's why he's been settling. So now you get into this thing, you know, at, at what is Giannis playing? Does that hinder this team? Because also when he plays, they don't move around the same. Everybody waits for Giannis to do something to play off the drive. The reason why they played better last time is because they had better continuity. Hence, Chris Middleton being able to do his thing. We should also remember that Giannis can become a free agent at the end end of the 2020-2021 season. So we're talking about it right now, but it's approaching fast. So essentially, at the end of next season, Jay, whenever it starts, he will become a free agent 2020-2021. Still to come, we'll discuss the MVP in another sport, not the NBA, but the NFL. What should we expect from the unanimous MVP last year in the league? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Chiefs, Texans, we'll be talking nonstop football because we know you love it as much as we do. Guys, you weren't here when Deshaun Watson signed that gigantic extension that essentially makes him the second highest paid player in the NFL. 
other than the guy he'll see on the other sideline key on Thursday night with Mahomes. So think about it. They have on the left side of their offensive line for the Houston Texans, they have the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL. They have the highest paid left tackle in football in Laramie Tunsil to protect Deshaun Watson. That's part of the reason Bill O'Brien said there was no money left for DeAndre Hopkins. What do you make of this deal? Patrick's already got the Super Bowl and the MVP, but Deshaun could be closing fast. Well, it's a it's a good deal. Um he got paid. There was no, you know, they've been working on a deal for quite some time and, and there was no real noise about it. And this is how you get a deal done with your star quarterback. And, and I think this is going to be a much better football team, not because, you know, it's like they're just – when you lose DeAndre Hopkins, a lot of people think that you're losing the, the star, the, the, the big numbers. That is all true. Mm-hmm. But when you add guys – it sometimes will allow the coach to open up the playbook and not have to concentrate on solely getting DeAndre Hopkins to football. Now you got Brandon Cooks, you got Will Fuller. You know, you got more to work with. Mm-hmm. What is it? It's subtraction added. Uh, Addition by subtraction. Yes. Th- that thing. Which, sound, what, which that, sounds that, a little that, strange that on thing. the surface, though, right? <laughs> that. It's strange on the surface for a fan. I mean, you play the game, Key. I'm just a fan. But if I'm a fan and somebody says, we're going to extract DeAndre Hopkins yes. and we might be better. The first thing you go is, oh, God, we're losing our top guy. But right, that's fan. true. There's no question about it. But you're, you're adding something that may fit within the offensive system, which is now I don't have to sit up, if I'm Bill O'Brien, all night long trying to figure out how to satisfy my star receiver by getting him to football. I can now plug people into my system that will allow Deshaun to be locked in on different levels opposed to one guy. When I when I see number 10 out there running up and down the field, it's like I got to get him to football. Now I can survey the land. I can look. I can go from one to two to three. I can go back to three if I need to get back there. It will make Deshaun a much better quarterback opposed to staring down one guy the majority of a game. Can, can I just tell you where I went, Key? So obviously – Okay, you know, Cooks, Fuller, options, I hear that. Why does my brain go to this fact, though, when I hear about Deshaun Watson getting money saying, I just wish that DeAndre Hopkins could have been there because of how dynamic they were together, and then ultimately saying, okay, Bill O'Brien, so you traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson at this at this stage of his career, but yet we just saw Leonard Fournette go to the Bucks. We just saw Adrian Peterson go to another team. These are two people that you could have had for free. That's well, where my brain goes, right? Well, you right? couldn't have them for free because, Essentially. No, you didn't know that they would be available. I hear you, you but got, I'm just saying. You got David Johnson two years ago was one of the most dynamic running backs in the league. I know, but that was he two years to, ago. But he He's just been, needs to stay healthy. You, you couldn't you, – you have to make a – not only do you not make a, a financial decision based on having to pay Deshaun and not pay DeAndre who – is under contract, but clearly has outperformed his contract that he's under. So you have to give him more money. So therefore, he would be eating up a large portion of your salary cap, along with Larry Tunsil, as Z mentioned. Then on top of that, there's other guys that you probably have to pay within the roster coming up in the next 12 to 24 months. You have to look at that when you wear both hats from a head coaching standpoint and a general manager. You get a Brandon Cooks that if he could stay healthy and not get concussed Mm -hmm. by playing on the field – he gives you some explosiveness along with Will Fuller that will allow now David Johnson to hit the creases and the gaps to lift the coverage, but you make Deshaun Watson a much more well-rounded quarterback again other than just locking in on DeAndre Hopkins. Now, DeAndre Hopkins can that. play for me any day of the week, 
But when I'm trying to build a, a team in a, a certain type of roster, I can't afford to have that guy when I'm trying to put everything together. You know, when they go back and they self-evaluate, they say to themselves as coaches, what will make us better? This will make us better, being able to have an X, a Z, and a Y, a 1, 2, and a 3, not just a 1. Will Fuller has to stay healthy and Brandon Cooks has to stay healthy for this contract to make sense in terms of Deshaun Watson's productivity. Now, Deshaun's Deshaun. He he is Houdini. We've seen it multiple times last year, getting away, getting out of harm's way, delivering the football, keeping his eyes downfield, still doing some magical things and leading them in a deep run into the playoffs. Now it's all really on Coach O'Brien to get the, the best out of the guys that he acquired in the offseason. Houston, four division titles in five years, and I, I am so with you on Deshaun Watson. Remember when but he that ain't that? even real. That, those aren't even real divisional titles. But I'll I'm sorry you, to say that. Gotcha, gotcha. And I'll the reason you. I say that is because you look at the divisions, E. That's fair, the teams that are in it. I will give you something real that I think a lot of people give Deshaun Watson credit for, and this is why you can't measure someone's heart. You remember that game last year they had to play at Jacksonville where he couldn't fly and they took a bus because he had that rib injury? Yes. Or when he got hit in the eye, spun around and mm-hmm. threw a touchdown pass against the then Oakland Raiders. He is, to your point, Houdini. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And I want to new now move the conversation ahead to another quarterback. So Chiefs-Texans, Thursday night. There's going to be 17,000 fans there, about 22% capacity. So we're going to get our first look at our first game with fans. There will be no fans key when the Browns take on the Ravens in Baltimore on Sunday. They're saying no fans there. Is that because the Browns aren't very good and nobody wants to travel? <laughs> That's certainly That's possible. Up, no, they, <laughs> leave, be, leave the Browns they'll alone. Be, they'll, they'll be better. They've been quiet all season. No, they'll season. be better. Uh, Lamar Jackson, anything but quiet. He was as loud as could be. He was the unanimous MVP last year. So Mahomes gets paid. Watson gets paid. Key, what's next for this guy if he balls out? Again, he'll get paid. No, he'll, get, again. he'll get paid, but what? It, it's, it's so interesting because he's so dynamic at what he does well which is obviously play football, play football. He's a football player. And those are the guys that you want in the locker room to help you win. He's not a quarterback, even though it says quarterback in the side right by his name. He's a football player. He can do it all. He can run. He can throw. He can do all of those sort of things. He's not your traditional quarterback. And I think for him to take that next level, he has to um, get better at, playing the position in within the pocket, delivering the football or outside the pocket, being able to hit the side of a bus standing next to it, mm. not having balls flutter all over the place. But on top of that, his receivers have got to step up. You know, Hollywood Brown, first-round pick out of Oklahoma a year ago, 46 mm-hmm. catches, a little bit over 500 yards. That's not, you know, Willie Sneed, a veteran guy they brought in from New Orleans. You know, J.K. Dobbins. Thir- thir- 30 catches. I mean, like – I need a guy to be able to – those guys to be able to step up. Now, this is play defense heavy, run heavy with Ingram, and allow Lamar not to make mistakes to win football games. But they're but going can, to have to throw the damn ball. They just – they're he, going to have to do it. Everybody talks about his weaknesses, obviously. You're going to try to find something to focus on. Only four players have won MVP back-to-back years in NFL history – and I think that Lamar Jackson has a chance to do it. But it's interesting, his quote-unquote weaknesses, he also led the NFL last year in touchdown, passing touchdowns, though. No, but he has 36. Not... And I understand his accuracy, his yeah. accuracy and his options. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, there are always things to work on. But it's funny, like, we have to find a, here's what he needs to work on. Here's, but he is 
the most dynamic no, no, quarterback I, we have in the I game. I started the conversation by saying he's a ridiculous ball. He's a football player. Mm-hmm. He's not a quarterback. Quarterbacks are Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. He's a football player. And if you want football players, which I want on my team, I take him any day of the week. There's no question about it. But in terms of it, within games, it, it go to basketball for you, Jay. One thing that you want Ben Simmons to do is do what? You want him to shoot, shoot. if you're on the yeah, opposing team. That's fair. Go ahead and shoot. I dare you to. We're going to all stand underneath the rim and wait for the ball to come down. So go ahead and throw the ball down the field. You, you go, go ahead, do go, it. You go right ahead. We, we want you to kill us if you can, or kilt, K-I-L-T. It's up to you. <laughs> I mean, and that's the realization of who he is as a quarterback. Doesn't mean he can't evolve. Doesn't mean he's not going to get better. It's just right now, when I'm game planning against him and I'm looking at him, Z, mm-hmm. and I'm saying, okay, we just need to do this to win this football game. And one of them is make him throw the ball and make him hit the target. And until he continuously, until he will show you that on a continual basis, you're going to game plan that way against him. Mm-hmm. That's just it. He torched the Rams on him. I think it was either Monday or Sunday night. He lit them up. He lit them up. There's no question. Everybody's, oh, my God. Oh, do you see the way he threw the ball? He's going to give you that at times. But then at other times, you're going to go, oh, man, that's not what we're really looking for. Mm. And so, it's it. look, he's this, this is his third year, man. Mm-hmm. The guy's gone to the playoff twice. Right. This is his third year. I There's mean, not a whole lot of quarterbacks that are taking their franchises. First of all, as a rookie taking over for Joe Flacco and then hitting the, getting them into the playoffs – and then being the MVP the next year and dominating the NFL the way that he the way that he did, it's just not a whole lot of guys that can do that. Now we're asking, well, what is the next stage of his? I would call it sophomore year because I don't count his rookie year because when he took over, this is for me his sophomore campaign. What has he learned in the offseason to get better at the things that people are going to challenge him at? Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Greg McElroy, ESPN college football analyst, in two minutes. This may seem strange, but I want to kind of go back to two words you used, football player. You seem to believe that that term, it's so simple because all 53 guys are football players. When you use the term football player, that seems like the highest praise you can give anyone. Yeah, he's not because he's not a robot. But but also, you know, I know football is way more – uh, you know, more advanced position, in basketball, position specific, <laughs> right? But I know in basketball, like you know, if you're all like, it feels like. I mean, even Ed Reed was quoted saying like Lamar Jackson can play safety if he really wanted to. He's a football like, player. He's so fast and dynamic, just yeah. the way he plays. And you, go ahead. Go I was going to say he's a football player. You can dial him up and not have to worry about. It. Like I, I don't. There's certain guys that play the position, right? The quarterback position, like a Jimmy Garoppolo. Like he's a quarterback. Okay. He walks a certain way. He looks a certain way. He talks a certain way. His shoulders are broad. It's like, this is all he can do is throw the football. This dude is special. He's a special football player. We can do, we, we have so much we can do with him that we haven't even gotten to as an offensive staff. One of the things that he just has to get better at is the delivery of the football, learning how to manipulate the football from the pocket, learning how to do things on the perimeter other than run. When he has a two-way goal, which means throwing pass-run option, mm. n- understanding that it's okay to throw the ball just because they put you on the perimeter doesn't mean that you have to run. Mm. When he starts to do those things, he's going to become a much better quarterback. And, and as you look at these quarterbacks, 
whether it's a Deshaun, whether it's a Pat Mahomes, whether it's a Cam Newton, whether it's a, 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 a Jackson, they all have certain unique qualities, but they all yet are kind of the same. And some of those other guys, like a uh, Pat Mahomes, has a, de- a different teacher at the at the coaching position that teaches quarterbacks things a certain way. If you put Lamar in Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy's system in the way that they teach their quarterbacks, maybe he becomes a different passer opposed to what they're doing in Baltimore. In Baltimore, they like his skill set. So what they decided to do was kind of craft the offense around his skill set instead of trying to get him to play that position immediately the way that it's been played for, for so long traditionally. Well, kid, that's what happens when you're extremely athletic. You, you, those abilities that you have can actually take away from the things that you need to focus on, right? And I think that you saw for Lamar, he's just so athletic that he was able to do those things. Whereas, look, even Pat Mahomes said this. It wasn't until year three that he actually said, hey, I actually started to read NFL defenses. I actually started to go through my reads, my progressions, drastically different than I did in year two. So I think we'll see that evolution of Lamar. If I had a chance to play, if I had a chance to play with a dude like Lamar, you know, tell him what I would have done. Mm. That might be the highest praise of all. And by the way, who wants to go redraft that draft with Lamar? You think he's going at the bottom of the first round? I certainly don't think so. No way in hell. Let's talk a little bit more about the quarterback position with our quarterback, the national championship winning quarterback from Alabama, Greg McElroy, who joins us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Greg, we've been talking a ton of NFL. The season starts Thursday, as you know. I want to pivot to the college game with you, your level of expertise. I watched BYU. I watched a coach already get fired <laughs> this season. How has the sport looked to you without spring ball, without all the pomp and circumstance we have come to know and love from college football with what we've seen on the field. Well, it's, it's good to be with you guys. It's been beautifully sloppy. Uh, <laughs> I guess is the best way to describe it. Last night, a team like Navy, for example, usually a really a well-oiled machine, so well, so well coached, such incredible fundamentals, couldn't tackle because they didn't tackle at all throughout the course of fall camp. No live drills. They were tackling donuts and dummies. And as a result, they when they had to tackle a real football player last night it didn't go as well as they would have hoped BYU just ran up and down the field with their rushing attack so it is probably one of the more unpredictable seasons I can recall because guys yesterday Navy was a favorite they were the favorite and they lost (laughs) 55-3 and that is a one-sided defeat (laughs) in the greatest sense of the word so beautifully unpredictable and beautifully sloppy uh, would be how I'd describe about the first 10 games of the season. You're talking about sloppy and no tackling. Tennessee didn't get a chance to tackle in their scrimmage at all. 44 players were unable to participate due to the uh, COVID uh, test and, and contact tracing. What happens now? Now that we we, we seeing this, it's popping up. What, where, where are we going now? I think we just got to weather the storm to a certain extent. We're going to have positive tests. I mean, you... I think we all recognize positive tests are inevitable. Uh, they're not in a bubble environment. So it's, it's going to be something not necessarily whether or not we have them, but how do we respond to them? Are the teams able to respond to them in a positive way? Now, I think the protocols have been good. We've seen Auburn miss time with practices. Tennessee is the, is the most recent example of a team that's had missed time. We saw Tulsa and Oklahoma State already have their week one game postponed. We've seen Rice. Shut down practice already just four weeks away from their 
uh, start their season. So I think it's going to be all about hitting curveballs this year. And it's, it's a challenge. It's concerning. Uh, and the numbers are alarming when you look at the contact tracing. You have 44 guys out. That's difficult. Uh, that's difficult to overcome. Uh, but it's just kind of par for the course. And I hate to use cliches this year, but that's just going to be something that we deal with on a weekly basis and making sure it's as safe as humanly possible. And if we can't promote a safe environment, then we can't play. And I, I think Tennessee's recognized that throughout the course of fall camp. Several other teams have as well. And I think it's only the beginning. We're probably going to have games that are canceled, suspended, moved, postponed, what have you. That's going to happen. Uh, it's just about making sure that we have a majority of those games that are still good to go. Like last night, where you had teams on both sides that had not had a positive test in over three weeks. So I, I think it's just circumstantial and, and just figuring out a way to put your best foot forward if, in fact, you are missing a key part of your offense or defense. Greg, it seems like there's so many questions with that, though, because, you know, what's a realistic time frame in order to get your team back? Do you miss two games? Do you miss three games? Uh, you know, it just seems like it could be all over the place, and that could be one team thinking that they're going to be in it, and all of a sudden, due to COVID, now all of a sudden you're not in it. Yeah, and that's part of its luck, too, Jay will I mean, it, it... Hey, Greg, you still there with us, buddy? Greg, you with us? Oh, I guess he's not. Looks like we lost Greg there, but, Jay, you seem to be kind of agreeing with your point for sure. He'll call us back. He, yeah. wants, to, he wants to be on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin, so he'll dial in. That's the thing. Imagine if you're a kid, and I mean, look, this is the reality of it, and we're watching MLB go through this. It happened multiple times with multiple teams, uh, but you have 60 games as related to, you know, in college football, you have a lot less games, exponentially 12. 12. 11 maybe But if you, if you do get positive tests on your team and say you miss three games, four games, like where does that put you in a hunt? Like it just every You can have one of the best teams – uh, you know, but Alabama, you, one of the best teams, but all of a sudden this happens to your team. Now, all of a sudden you're out of the conversation. Yeah, if you only plan seven games. That's my whole point. It's not whether or not there's going to be positive tests. We all know there's going to be positive tests. I mean, you know, it. but it's like if I keep getting these positive tests and I'm losing players and I got a game on Saturday and all of a sudden these tests happen and then I just, they have to sit down for a couple weeks or whatever the time frame is and I look up and play a game and all of a sudden – the team I'm supposed to play the following week, something happens to them. It's like, now what's the point? We're only playing six, seven, six, you know, games throughout the season. It's almost like a waste of time at that point. Let me ask you this, Key, because a lot of people are talking about the big three that are going, the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12. We'll see ACC and Big 12 games this weekend. But what a lot of people aren't talking about, fellas, is that there are another three leagues that are still playing. The Sun Belt, the AAC, and Conference USA. And the I only try my I, best to watch that, but, you know. I know. But the only reason I bring that up, Key, is because of the inequity of testing. Tennessee, no matter what happens, mm-hmm. they're testing everybody every day. If you're playing for a Sunbelt school or Conference USA or the AAC and you are determined to play an entire season, I'm just thinking they don't have the resources these big schools have, and that's, the rubber is going to meet the road there at some point. Well, we just hope that when it meets that it's, it stays as, as positive on the positive side of not getting – uh, the virus as possible. I mean, there's really, it's really nothing else you could say or do. I mean, if they're not testing as frequent as some of the other conferences, then you could expect some, some things that come up. It really is interesting how sports is a reflection of society, right? Like think about upper echelons of society. You can get tested all the time, you know, make sure that you're in a safe work environment. But then for some other people, they lack the resources due to their company. They can't get tested all the time. And that's what we're seeing to a degree in some of these smaller conferences. I, I Look, you hope that you can fulfill a season for the kids' sake. I know they want to play. 
Uh, the reality of it is, though, if you have less resources, it's going to prove to be extremely challenging. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. That includes Marcus Spears to talk NFL at 730. We're brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Cover all your bases with Straight Talk Wireless. Get the same networks as big carriers, only pay up to 50% less. Get the unlimited plan, 25 gigs, high-speed data, then 2G, just 45 bucks a month. Only at Walmart. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at Straight Talk. Dot com. Still to come, what one big quarterback contract in Texas means Woo! for that other guy waiting for big money in Big D. That's next. How about them Cowboys? Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.